What is up, everybody, and welcome back to yet another installment of Ask PJ Braun here at the Blackstone Labs headquarters at the desk of none other than the Colonel. And, uh, you know, we've been promising you guys the past couple podcasts that we've done that we were going to go back and catch up on some of the questions that you guys have sent in that we haven't had time to get to because of the guest appearances on the last couple episodes. So today we are coming through for you guys. We're, we're keeping our word. We're going back through. We're going to be answering all the backed up questions from like, I think like two podcasts ago. Ugh. So um, luckily uh, during, I think not the one with um, Jessica, mm -hmm. but the one we did before that, who was that with? Um, I know the one before that we didn't do the questions either. I think it was either that one or the one before we did a couple. The one before that Kenny. was Kenny KO. Yes. Yeah. All right. So we're going to scroll back to September 3rd. This one says, I have heard you guys mention a few times through a few different podcasts about SARMs. Where can you get them? I'm looking, quote unquote, I'm looking to buy some. And what is the best way to get the most out of them with the Blackstone Labs products that would be the best to use with SARMs? I really enjoy the products and all the info you guys put out there behind the scenes. I'm sure it takes a lot of work and time to get the podcasts out. We, the collective Blackstone for Life group, greatly appreciate all you guys do. Fun question. Best public place to get it on. <laughs> uh, all right. For starters, on the, on the subject of SARMs, they are not um, approved by the FDA. And so they're not illegal, but they're not really legally either. So let me just preface that before I answer this question that I myself do not go out and purchase SARMs. Shout out to the FDA. Um, nor do we sell them. I happen to know a good amount about them. And from what I have heard, people are getting them from Swiss chems. And uh, I have only been gifted these things. So I have no possible clue other than what other people are telling me. But there are many, many, many uh, stores uh, in fact, there was one right around here where we live. Uh, Sammy would know, uh, if you guys want to bother Sammy, DM him, uh, that sells them. There's stores, all, there's mom and pop, uh, supplement stores that sell them. You won't get them in a GNC or vitamin shop. Um, but you'll, you can find them. Just go, just ask at your local fucking, excuse my language, supplement store. They all have them because they're making a lot of money on them. We all like S23. That's actually what the title of the question was, but then he didn't mention it in the question, so I assume that's what he's looking for. Yeah, I would suggest uh, starting with the oral, and you're probably good at 20 milligrams a day. Tony Huge told me he went up to 100 milligrams a day. What? In a test phase, just to see what would happen. Um, I like 50 milligrams was insane. Kenny KO did 50 milligrams for a while insane. and said it was insane. For a couple days, it was So insane. I did... Uh, 50 milligrams of the intramuscular for about five days. And I probably could have kept on doing it, but what, what I would say that, it, that I noticed is that I'm, people often say that I'm like the most patient guy that they've ever met. And I didn't have really any patience at all. <laughs> 
on that dose of S23. So for the sake of everybody else, uh, I cut it in half and got really, really good results. Um, I think that uh, there is some aspect of liver toxicity to it, but I wouldn't say it's worse than doing like oral Winstrol or anything like that. Um, but, you know, over the years, I have tried Osterine, Ligadrol, MK, Rad 140, YK11. There's a lot of SARMs that are really good. As time goes by, people will use more and more SARMs. The old school people are like, fuck that shit, just take steroids. Um, but there are people that probably haven't tried them themselves. And like when you, when you put it into practical application in life, you figure out on your own whether or not something is good or not. And I will tell you that I feel that S23 with exception of trend and on the level of trend is the most profound thing that I've taken. It's nuts. Um, I don't, I don't even know if I would agree with the part where you said with the exception to trend, cause I feel like, yeah, they are definitely comparable, but I just feel like there's so many more negative side effects to trend for me. Yes, me like, too. That's why I can't at my age, I definitely can't take trend anymore. It just, I respond bad to it. Yeah. And then most people that do take it, they love it, but they're like, oh, I'm emotionally unstable. I can't sleep. I get night sweats, like, this and that. I feel like on trend, you feel more like um, a poison is in your body. Yeah. And S23 does not give me that feeling. No. I think most people, there's been a couple people that we've talked about that were like, I can't handle it. It's making me feel really bad. Right. But for the most part, the people that have used it had to you know, eat more Got leaner, got leaner, grew the whole more. time, got really strong, felt amazing in the gym. It's insane. It's pretty profound. Uh, and then the second half of that question was public sex question. Best place to, to get it out in public? Um, I mean, public sex is like asking for a lot. It's asking for, for trouble. I think that the easiest place to do it in public is in the bathroom. Like I've had plenty of like more than that than the average person. I bet you I've had plenty of like club slash bar sex in my early days, like straight up just being like, let's go in the bathroom and fuck. And the girl being like, okay. And me in my head being like, holy shit, really? <laughs> and then never done that. going and doing it. I've never done that. You freaking uh, just shut down the door, you know, fuck everybody else. You know, you will have people, you got to go fast. You know, you got to go in the stall. You got to do it fast. I've actually done it in the girls' bathroom, in the girls' stall, and had girls come in, and one of the girls, just random girl in the bathroom, go, yeah, girl, get it, to the girl that I was with in the stall. But, like, you're going to just do some, like, doggy style, quick, like, I'm having sex in the bathroom type bing, shit. Bing, bop, I'll get out. I'll segue into saying that at my age, you can't really do stuff like that because it's one thing that sucks about getting older. I was actually talking about this with my doctor is when I was young, I could go from like flaccid to blowing my load in like two minutes, no problem. Like you want to do this? Boom, let's fucking do it. And now I have like, I was telling my doctor, I have like the opposite of erectile dysfunction. So like my cock gets hard and stays hard, but it's a way harder for me to come now. True. Way harder to the like point. sensitivity is gone. Yeah. And my doctor was like, look, here's the deal. I can get you fucking hard as a rock, but that's, that's part of being you older. You do the rest, bud. Yeah. He was like, what, <laughs> what do you want? Do you not want to be hard as a rock? 
he was like, I mean, that's, that's, that's part of getting older. Cause like I take a uh, low dose of Cialis literally every single day and I've been doing it for many years. So I never have any issues with being hard, but like sometimes now, like if I'm not hydrated, for instance, I just can't like blow my load and I just get tired and start cramping and shit after a while. So public sex, like if I did it, it'd be like, Hey, I'm going to bang you for a few minutes just to say that we're doing this year and that's it. Like I've, I've never had sex in like random places that people talk about like on airplanes and shit. I don't know how that's possible. The yeah. airplane bathrooms are so fucking small. I'm really fucking I just don't believe 90% of people that say that me neither on an airplane. It's like, cause if you, if you don't have the money to have a private fucking flight, you're not going in that mm -hmm. bathroom and fucking, no, you're not. No way. There's, I don't even fit in that fucking bathroom. No way. I don't There's know no if shit was way different over in there back in the day where like the whole mile high club f phrase came from. I don't know. Cause like you Marissa, also, Marissa's really naive. So like when she first started traveling with me, she was like, would you, would you ever want to like do the whole mile high club thing? And I'm like, have you been in that bathroom? <laughs> not happening. You're like, between your tits and my nuts, we're not fitting in there. <laughs> it's not happening. Not just that, but I mean, like, maybe back in the day because they were smoking on fucking airplanes and shit still. Yeah. But uh, other than that, it's just not realistic. Like, No. I mean, the bathrooms now, first of all, everyone's watching you go in. So there's no way that you could just get in there with somebody, you know? Yeah. Um, maybe on the international flights... I've been on international flights where they break off the sections with like curtains. Yeah, like an Airbus. Yeah, so like, I don't know. Those are a little bit bigger, but I, I, I truly don't believe people that say that. Well, I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're on one of those flights that has like a lay down bed and shit and you have like a little room to yourself, like, that's also, that's the same price yeah. as having like a private fucking flight for yeah. yourself. <laughs> that could be done, I suppose. Like, I, I, I've heard of people having like, uh, oh, I've actually, now that I think about it, in my early 20s, I had sex on the Metro North train at like one in the morning. There was no one really on the train. And we were like in one of the back of the cars. And the girl that I was with, shout out to Nicole. She probably definitely doesn't listen to this. It's been a long time. Um, but she um, rode me like in the thing for a little while. But I mean, I don't know. This, this world that we live in now, like public sex is like asking to get arrested. Yeah, I it's mean, like I'm gonna get 100% arrested. Yeah, it's it's or the the bums were just having homeless sex <laughs> right before you on the same train, and you just sat. In There's the all house. sorts of fucking creepy crawlies around and shit. Yeah, no, I mean like my preference is just the car. Like if I'm if I'm out somewhere and I can't get home fast enough, just you know, yeah, you want in the car. I think that you can definitely in like clubs pull off the bathroom stuff too. You yeah. just got to make sure that you got somebody watching the door or you just, you're going to the stall real fast. I mean, Miami has a lot of crevices and cracks and shit. You could hide it. <laughs> I haven't been out enough in Miami to think about where I would have sex publicly. I'll tell you, I would definitely not do it at space though. No, definitely Hell not. no. Definitely, definitely not. Dude, some, some of these emails from like September 3rd, they're like talking about like, uh, Hurricane Dorian. I can't believe it's that that long since we've answered questions. I feel bad. I apologize to everybody. All right. So this one says, hey, guys, love the show. I swear I heard you guys talk about it once prior and went back through to try to find it to no avail. Anyway, here goes. I'm running Methiquad. I'm four weeks and pretty happy so far. But for my last four weeks, I'm stacking with Chosen One and 50 milligrams andro gel daily. I have some Winstrol, not oral, but most of what I read is Winstrol is for cutting primarily, but when, but I want to gain size and obviously cut up. Should I wait to run the Winnie until I'm happy with my size? Is it counterproductive to run 
without being where I want to be size-wise. Question two, what is your guys' take on Wes Watson's code, Watson Fit? Uh, I love his shit because there's no sugarcoating and he's real. His situation resonates with me very well. I'd just like to hear what your guys' opinion on him and his physique is. Once again, thank you guys. Your shit is on point and I'm very happy so far. Thanks for your time. Your friend, the Oregonian. Alrighty. Um, I think I got all that. So for starters, you're not going to get big on Andro Joe. And girls can use Andro Joe. Um, so if you can, if whoever, whatever doctor is giving you Andro Joe, I would, I would try really hard just, just to convince him that you're not happy with the Andro Joe and to please just give you injectable testosterone. Once you get on injectable testosterone, you'll be able to grow at a good rate for the rest of your life. Or some trochies. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I, I always like think it's interesting when people are like, oh, my doctor won't give me testosterone injections because there's so many that will. And if you're on the androgel, which is kind of old school. Also, if you ever stay awake late at night, there's a lot of commercials on lawsuits over the androgel and cancer and weird ass shit that happens from it. So, not to freak you like, out, like birth defects with women and shit, right? Yeah, weird shit. Like, it like rubs like, off on them. And... Yeah, I mean, you're you're like rubbing hormones on your body. I'd rather put that stuff right in my bloodstream. You yeah. know, I don't need to get anywhere else. Um, I mean, if you add in Winstrol, you're going to be adding more of an anabolic in, so you'll grow a little bit on it for sure. But I always feel like. If you're going to do anything that's for like quote unquote cutting, which I hate saying because all steroids are designed to make you bigger. Some just don't make you hold water. Some will make you have a harder look, but they're all designed to make you grow. That's what anabolic means. It means muscle building. So when you take an anabolic steroid, it's a muscle building steroid. Some just work way more than others. So if you add in the Winstrol, yes, you're going to grow more and get bigger. It's not going to be dramatic, but it'll be a lot more than, than what you're doing. Also low doses of Winstrol. Uh, will increase your free testosterone. So you get more out of the androgel. And even though I told you not to do the androgel, I suppose if you rub a lot more of it on, you're going to get more of effect, like maybe rub it on multiple times a day. Um, but I would say just add in more Brutal Force and Methaquad if you like the Blackstone Lab supplements so much and you're happy with that because you're going to grow more on having those strong like test-based esters if you're not running real testosterone. And um, I will say now at this point, a lot of people have been quiet and the whole proof Sammy wrong. And this is what I get for giving people a bunch of free shit. But most of them have come into my Q&A or DM'd me and being like, oh, it's way better with the brutal force. And I'm like, go and post about it like you're supposed to. Because um, everybody ran the chosen one first, did their PCT. And then the second phase of the proof Sammy wrong was doing it with brutal force. And um, some people like Fitness Life NYC has been very public about it. It's dramatically better with Brutal Force. Um, that's You need to have that androgen that will convert to estrogen base there to grow the right way. Like Everyone wants to like avoid estrogen and cut estrogen out and have no estrogen. But you can't grow without estrogen. You don't want it to get out of hand because, of course, that's what leads to gyno and water retention and things like that. But without it, you're not going to grow the right way. So... Just like your testosterone, there's a sweet spot with it. If you have yeah. too much, you're going to get tits. If you don't have enough, you're not going to grow. Uh, my buddy was, for some reason, he was crashed out on his estrogen without really doing much about it. And he was feeling terrible. Hmm. And strangely, this is a rare, a rare case, but strangely, he actually still was developing gyno. And I have to assume that it had to be like prolactin related or progesterone related. Right. 
um, because he was like not really getting any bigger, not really looking any better, feeling super tired. And he's, he was only taking like half of an uh, Arimidex like twice a week. And his estrogen was like four. Damn. And it's supposed to be like 30-ish. Um, and I was like, because uh, I told him, I was like, just don't take any Arimidex. And he's like, dude, I'm, I'm he, his doctor has the, the testosterone that's mixed with the Arimidex, which I don't oh, recommend that, by the way. I'd rather just dose my Arimidex the right way. Why don't you do that? I don't, my dad actually had that for a while from the HRT doctor. And I was like, tell me you don't want that anymore i don't know if you ever even like listened to me um that just sounds like a bad idea yeah i think that doctors are doing it now for like older guys that aren't meticulous with their bodybuilding just so it's like all right it's one shot deal yeah type thing all in one um but i mean dude you're gonna put this depot into your butt or shoulder and it's gonna be 200 milligrams of testosterone you're only gonna let's say you're only doing it once a week that's fine because the test works for seven eight nine days but when is that Arimidex doing anything for you? Arimidex is a super fast half-life. So maybe you get a little bit on the first day or two that you're doing it, then you're back down to zero again. Like I just personally can't understand why, yeah. other than convenience, why that, that, that NEMD would do that now. It, it, if I had to guess, I would say it's probably just because they want to be able to tell you like, yeah, yeah, you're good. You don't have to worry about mm -hmm. it. Don't come back and bother me. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, even though they really don't care if you're good. No, because my doctor actually does ha have that, but that's not what he recommends either. I can't imagine why anybody would recommend that over normal. Because I think that there's a lot of like 50 year old guys that are like, I just want to do one shot a week and not have to do anything else. So instead of not selling anything to them. Yes. Because they, they're like, if it's more than one, I'm not doing it. Yep. They're like, fuck it. It's one. Because if you think <laughs> about it, the way that people dose Arimidex, and I don't want to keep rambling on about, about this, I just tell people, dude, just fucking take it every day and just take a very low dose then if you're worried. Because I got people that are like, I, I read some of these coaches protocols and they're like, do 0.5 milligrams of Arimidex every third day. Or, you know, do one milligram of Arimidex every four days. Or some of them are just like, you know, do a half a milligram, do a milligram every day. And so here's the deal. If you get your blood work done regularly, you'll know where your estrogen is supposed to be. So most people probably only need like a milligram of Arimidex every few days, but why not just put it at like half of a milligram and do it either every other day or just every day so you don't have to worry about fucking it up. Makes it so much easier. Yeah. Um, I have to do my Arimidex every day because my body produces a shitload of estrogen for whatever reason. So me doing one milligram of Arimidex every day puts me at what would be a perfectly healthy range where most people would be super, super low. But because I do my blood work all the time, I know I'm where I need to be. If I stop taking the Arimidex, my estrogen will get super high, which brings a number of health risks. And if I wanted to get lower, this is, uh, I'm not saying this for you guys to buy our fucking products, by the way. If I wanted to get lower, I have done this twice now where I added in Letro and in a matter of two days, I'm drier and tighter because it's pulling estrogen down and water. That's how good that stuff is. So hmm. um, I, I actually think it's extremely interesting how potent Letro, Letro is. is. Yeah. Our Letro, by the way. All right. <clears throat> I 
Anytime somebody puts their name right in the beginning, I always make sure to go to the bottom. To see if they to say don't. To see if they're like, hey, don't tell everybody who I am. Yeah, sorry for the people that we've done that. It's funny that you have uh, four Oreos stacked up. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And I also have three bags of Panda I see all that. I see up. all that. I missed the Oreos. These, until now. these, these are pre-opened, so I don't have to be all noisy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I'm going to get hungry here. I'm already hungry. That's the, uh, it's the, it's the Colonel's cutting and bulking diet plan. <laughs> no, no, we call. So when I first started working at the call center, there would always be, and I'm sure they still call in and say this. There would always be people that would call in and say things like, Hey, so, I really want to do a four week cycle, uh, but I want to cut while I bulk. So I would like to do like a clean shred, dirty bulk. And we were like, yeah, we're a just going to say clean you the, shred, dirty we're, bulk. We're going to do the clean shred, dirty bulk stack. <laughs> so so it, it just became a joke that like we, anytime somebody really didn't know what they wanted, they just wanted to look better. We were like, oh, I'll just get them on the clean shred, dirty bulk stack <laughs> or maybe the dirty bulk, clean shred stack. One of the two. Very few people can can do that the right way. It doesn't even. It's really a genetic thing. Makes sense. <laughs> and I've I've actually met guys that it's so extreme that it actually bothers them because they're like, dude, I eat so much bad food and I can't fucking grow. And I know that the people out there that are listening to this that have this condition don't want to hear this. But the way that I was able to make them grow was make them stop eating bad food and eat lots of really, really clean food. And it like reset their metabolisms over time. But it's a lot different if you're eating like McDonald's a couple times a day and a bunch of fucking like candy and chips versus meeting those calories with like eggs and oatmeal. That's that's so hard because you're going to be sitting with like fucking giant bowls of oatmeal all day, literally all day. The guy that I did that to, he was like. By the time I'm done eating all this fucking rice and oatmeal, it's time, time for me eat. to eat again. Yeah, I was making him. Uh, I'm not gonna say his name because he's kind of a private. I was making him. This kid, by the way, this is he always looked awesome. I was making him eat a pound of potatoes, like three times a day. Sixteen ounces of red potato. That was like three of his meals. The other meals were two cups of white rice, and uh, so much potatoes. It's so much. It's so much. Like a whole pound That's of potatoes at her meal. disgusting. <laughs> and he was like, I actually saw him one day. This is like 12 years ago. <laughs> I actually saw him. He was kind of a slow eater anyway. I saw him. He had like all this food in his face. And he was like finishing like the end of his potatoes. And he looked so fucking sad. And he was like breathing all heavy. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this out just for like a couple days. And I, dude, I think I could have got used to it. The oats was the worst. I was like, I'm gonna need hundred grams of carbs from oats. Try to do that. So I, what I did was after the first couple days, I did it in like a giant salad bowl with a huge spoon. And it, it blows your stomach up so fucking bad. The only way I could do that is like, that's two cups dry measure oats. The only way I can do that is if you make it really liquidy and just drink it. I'll tell you what you can do it with, though. This is what I do to people like Keon. Not that extreme. Cream of rice. Mm. You can eat a fucking shitload of cream of rice. It's nothing. It goes down. Digest super easy. I'm going to say, it digests fast, mm-hmm. right? Um, I took my... Uh, for the record, if you guys want to know the Kratom that I think is the best, is OPMS. And I, you can tell that I took it right before the podcast because I'm extra chatty. 
today. That's yeah, I, fact, I, I forgot to take mine. Oh, um, how did you like this? Dude, this is how bad my tolerance is. Didn't notice, didn't notice anything special on it. You took them both? Yeah. So I oh. took them at, woke up, took them at like um, six in the morning. And I did it with my um, coffee. And I take um, turmeric with it also. Mm-hmm. 2,000 milligrams makes it, number one, it makes it hit you harder and it makes it last way longer too. It's a little strategy for you guys in the Kratom world. Um, and by like eight-ish, I gave it time because I figured, you know what, it's, it's not an extract, it's gonna, t- gonna be a little longer. By like eight-ish, I wound up doing my OPMS. Damn, yeah. that's crazy. Because I honestly, like, I felt like they were pretty strong. Like, I feel like two of those is pretty equivalent to 10 of these. So I, with, with those, those are good. But, so I have to take 20 of those. Oh so God. it's not, it's not even worth, so, so those, bo- anything? those bottles, I only get three doses out of them. That's insane. Yeah. And people are going to be like, this guy is a fucking mess. He's gotten his fucking plant root addict. Because what happens is the extracts, they're so pure and strong. They wreck your, I don't understand how they can make them so concentrated. Uh, oh, and by the way, there's a lot of people that like talk shit about OPMS. I've heard it a lot in the beginning. Yeah. And it's the same kind of people that talk shit about Blackstone Labs because I've actually, I was at the, at the Olympia, I actually met a company. Uh, I don't know if you were there mm-hmm. when the guy gave me. Well. By the way, that guy, uh, I posted about it. His, his Kratom was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has one infused with CBD, which um, I don't know. I won't say that I noticed a different effect from, to be honest with you. But everyone loves CBD. Um, he told me that he actually worked for the same company with the owner of OPMS, who he said is a brilliant, brilliant chemist hmm. and inspired him doing his company. He learned from him. And he said that their Kratom is so pure and done so fucking well that like he told me that the, the mid 45s were shit. He said Zions aren't good because we've tried all those over the year. Yeah. I think mid 45s are pretty good. Yeah. He said they're not, they're not nearly as pure. And he's like, when you have an extract that's that pure and done that well, it just hits you way, way different. And that's why people are like, oh, there's something else in here. You know, there, there's fentanyl in here is the rumor that I've heard a bunch of times. Like, yeah. I don't, I'm sorry, but if you had something that had fentanyl in it, you'd be fucked up like you're on heroin yeah. or you die. No, I think that people think that they have a certain tolerance for it. And then they take a really strong extract like that. And it hits them in a way that they haven't felt yet. So they're like, this is more than Kratom. It's not. You just haven't had very good Kratom. Excuse me. Nope. Um, but yeah, um, I did also like the... Because he, he, he made sure to give me one of those extract bottles as well. And I really like that thing. I have um, I have a bunch of them still if you want. Oh, yeah. His 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 uh, pills... I'll You know what? I'll post another uh, picture of that. They're actually very good. True. I would say that those pills are probably better than those. Mm, yeah. They're, they're actually... They're, they're pretty damn good. Hmm. I actually... I was very surprised. So he told me, he was like, do not do 10 of these. I'm telling you. And I was like, bro. I do whatever I want. So I actually took six and I was very surprised. Hmm. I was very, very surprised. Were you like, damn, I'm glad I didn't take 10? He was like, do two. And I was like, I'm promising you that two won't do shit. Yeah. Um, and I actually got a good energetic, good 
feel from the the, the six. Hmm. That's but a, like astounding for you with my extracts, it I could taper myself down because I've already tried it. And there's another person here that I've talked about this with also. We're not going to say his name, where he was doing like five a day, and there are there have been points where I've definitely done six in a day. Extracts, yeah, that's crazy. And normally, I would say that I could very easily just do um, two a day, no problem. Um, I definitely wouldn't be able to do just one a day because it would fuck up my sleep. Because what happens is my my morning dose is extremely important, and it makes my like joint pain and everything else go away. It wakes me up, makes me feel good. If I didn't do a later, like nighttime dose though, I wouldn't sleep through the night because the pain that I experience, like my arthritis and everything else kicks in that bad that it just wakes me up. I'll wake up super early. So what I do is I make sure that I take a dose around like anywhere from like five to eight at night. And that's a key one for me because I'll sleep way better doing that. Hmm. But what often happens is if I'm at like an expo or something, that's when I get like my higher doses of Kratom in because those days just kick my ass. Yeah, they fuck your legs up, fuck your knees up. It, it just, they just do. Um, I, don't, I don't encourage people that are just using powdered Kratom to even try extracts because yeah. on, a, on a powder, you'll be able to keep your dose. Like I, I've talked to people like in the Legion that have done like two to five gram doses twice a day for like many, many years and I've never had to change it. Yeah. No, I honestly feel like if I had never started doing extracts, um, my tolerance would be much more manageable for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I was, when we were drinking the teas all the time, I um, got up to a, what would be considered, because I was drinking the triple X's, right? Which they say is like equivalent to like 10 grams of uh, Kratom. And at one point I got up to drinking fucking three of those a day, which is nuts. And I wound up just like tapering it down and, and like not really noticing any, anything weird. And then when I tried the extract, the first one I tried, I'd never noticed that strong of an effect. And when you do that, it'll make you not wanna, it'll make you disappointed after that. Do you feel like you're chasing the dragon? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Oh man. I'll never forget that one the first time we tried OPMS. Yep. And it was in the capsules. Yeah. And you were like, here, try one of these. You're like, I feel like I can shoot laser beams yeah. out of my eye. I haven't done those in forever. I got a little scared of those. But I, honestly, I don't know if I would fuck with those again. That was the first time and the only time I've ever been too fucked up on Kratom. Yeah. However, one capsule. When I was doing them, when I was doing them, I was also fucked up. Just drinking way too much. There was more liquor in you than around you. Yeah, bad combo. <laughs> Definitely a bad combo. Because I did uh, the first one I did, I was like, "It's the best thing I've ever done in my life." And then the second time, I was like violently puking. Yep. And I think I was like, "Oh, let's try it one more time." And then I think it happened again. Yep. Um that was a very long time ago. I'm actually, this conversation is making me want to probably go buy those today and retry this whole thing. Yeah, let's just leave here right now. <laughs> I'm just I don't know though, because like, is it possible that that fucking capsule could be good as the pure extract though? 
Amar, we're on the way. <laughs> I'll um, have to get. I'll have to get his. Uh, well, that's what I don't understand about the whole concept behind it. Is like so. The liquids are as strong as they are because they're concentrated liquids that have been concentrated into a liquid through a process. I would assume. Mm -hmm. How is it possible that you could then get a powdered product unless maybe they just take the liquid and then dehydrate it? I don't fucking know. But then how are you getting the liquid extract into a powdered capsule? Yeah, I don't. I. It blows my mind. I well, I was told that like when they make the extracts, that it's like a little scrape of the stuff that makes that extract that good. I'm trying to get that plate. So I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I suppose if you're scraping that into a capsule, yeah, I want a container of those. Those capsules, um, there were like what were they, like fifteen dollars a pill or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Or it was, or no, it was fifty dollars for five pills. Okay. So it was ten dollars a pill. I wonder if I now would need two of those. That would suck. I'm curious. That's how you would know shit's bad. Yeah. But I've I've gone down to like, I've gotten right down. And the other guy here also said this. I've, I've just, out of curiosity, cut my dose right down. And nothing like weird happened. I think if you went cold turkey, you'd, you'd feel shitty for a few days for yeah. sure. Um, but he brought himself down to like one from five or six and he was like yeah i'm fine nothing weird happened yeah and then just wean yourself off from there <clears throat> yeah um but i don't see any point to i there's a lot of there's just too much good data on kratom and i believe that as time goes by i truly do believe this it's going to be a while but i believe that as time goes by kratom will be thought of how marijuana is thought of. There's I would hope so. Very, very medicinal benefits. There are it. very good applications and uses for this compound. No one's got. No one is throwing their lives away, the way they do on oxycontin over kratom. I mean, like there's probably extreme cases, but yeah, nowhere near the percentage of people that wouldn't be able to help it. Otherwise. I feel like the people that have gotten that extreme. Would have gotten that extreme on anything else anyway. Absolutely. And Pot. either they were doing oxys or something, and then they were like, all right, I'm going to transition into this and shoot for that aspect of it again. Right. And that's what happened. Yep. Um, because most of the stories, and there is like thousands and thousands of stories that I've seen for, for real, were people that were ruining their lives on Oxycontin and read, you can get off Oxycontin with Kratom. And I've now been on Kratom for 10 years, happily married, living productive lives, good citizens, working hard, feeling good, feeling better, because they like literally saved themselves with the Kratom with how bad the fucking Oxy is. And I also read about, by the way, we're not like diagnosing or telling you guys how to diagnose anything. I also read a number of stories of people that got off methadone with Kratom. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, in alcohol. Which alcohol that great. helped me a lot. Yep. When I when I first uh, got out of the hospital, I was having a very hard time, and I did all the medicine that they gave me to do, which was like blood pressure stuff. Ativan is a big part of the alcohol detox. Also, they. This is a whole side story that I don't want to talk about now. We can talk about this on another podcast. Somebody's going to listen to this and be like, "Please talk about this on another podcast." The doctor who sat with me for like one day in the hospital was like, you're clinically depressed and that's why you are drinking so much. And he put me on, I think it was Wellbutrin. Mm. It was some sort of like mood stabilizer, antidepressant thing. And um, I remember 
at one day I told my dad, I was like, do I, how do I like seem to you? You know, now that I've been out and he's like, you seem really good. I was like, but like, I don't feel like right. And he goes, well, you seem very like calm. And what I told him and my sister who has anxiety and, 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 you know, clinical depression too. She's tried all these different medicines and, and what I said to her, she was like, that's the best way that I've, I've ever heard anybody describe it is I told her that a plane could come down from the sky and crash right next to me. And I'd be like, oh shit, did you see that? And then I just keep going on about my day, yep. which is weird. So I told my dad, I was like, honestly, man, I just want to stop taking this. And I'd rather be like crazy and like have anxiety problems than like be so fucking like numb. Yeah. Um, and when I stopped, I went through a weird phase and then somebody had said, dude, you should start using Kratom the right way. And Kratom, I felt good right away. And my anxiety went down a lot. Mood was good. Body felt good. And it's been a few years of, been of happily ever after ever yeah. since. So um, I'm going to go back to the question that we like somehow yes. averted from. I don't yep. know how we did that, but that was that was quite a long uh, side road. We're giving them the, the we are giving them all the answers to the questions, though. So this one says, <clears throat> hey, my name is Marina or Marina Triple X Core. I'm part of the Legion. I ordered the woman's stack can already feel the difference after one week. Thank you for amazing advice from Vlad. He helps me a lot, specifically pairing subs for my male clients. I train in the gym. That's awesome. Yep. Thank you, PJ, f for your advice, your spirit, and amazing products. Question number one, are you going to market creatine? I would love to use Blackstone Labs and not anyone else. Number two, what kind of advice do you have for natty women bikini to grow muscle and get harder without messing with hormones, workouts, cardio, or nutrition? Number three, what is the molecule on the Blackstone Labs logo? Thank you. Keep being amazing motivation. Uh, three is it's the, it's the chemical helix for testosterone. We get asked that one a lot. What was number one? Number one is, are you going to market creatine? Yes. I've been actually, I'm just going to say yes. Um, it should have been out a while ago. True. Uh, and it will. Uh, and then, so she's wants to be a nat stay natty bikini. What kind of advice do you have for natty women bikini to grow muscle and get harder without messing with hormones? Um, I think it's very important that Bikini competitors understand the limitations of the physique naturally and that it's safe to say that 90% of the good IFBB pros that you're looking at are not natural um, in the bikini. Division. Very safe. Um, and I have taken some of my pros to the stage completely natural. And then I've had the discussion with them about, all right, now do you want to do it the way the other people are doing it? You've worked with me for a while. This is the safe way to do it. Your health is my concern. And they are dramatically better now, just the way that it is. Um, so I will tell you that I've been extremely conservative with Marissa, who thinks that she eats clean. Um, and she probably eats like 80% clean. But if I'm like, hey, let's fucking eat a giant thing of nachos, she's going to eat that. She's like, yeah. Yeah. Um, if I'm like, yo, I'm going to eat some of these mega delicious cookies, she's going to have at least a quarter of one. She'll be like, well, just cut me off like a quarter. And a quarter of a mega delicious cookie is probably like 400 calories. So minimum. people often say how good that she looks, right? And I put her on a protocol. 
of three times a day, one of the following, one antigenin, one EpiCat, one Recomp, three times a day, worked awesome for her. And she uses Glycolog with all her carb meals. Um, I added in Myostack for a while, noticed that it made her a little bit leaner. Um, the one that she's most religious about by far is Glycolog. She, she never misses Glycolog, but she really, really notices the difference on Recomp and so do I. And guys, if you're smart, don't look at your girl and tell her that she doesn't look as good. But she even, she was like, I don't, I don't know why, but like the past week, I feel like my pumps aren't good. And like, I feel like I, I look like smaller and softer. And the only thing I, I didn't do is my recomp this week. And I'm like, oh, you're answering it yourself. It and then when she, when she gets back on it, she's notices it right away, which most people that do recomp say the same thing about it. So that's like your best natty ways to go outside of eating perfectly, of course. <clears throat> All right. Next one says, hey, PJ, my name is Yuji, big fan of the podcast. Thank you for taking the time to do these and help us all out. I'm 19 years old, turning 20 in October. Well, it's October now, so you might be 20 already. I've been lifting weights on and off since 14, and I've been lifting a lot more consistently and seriously in the past two years. Never played any sports before, never had too serious of a structured diet, never touched anything related to hormones. I've been a huge fan of bodybuilding since I started though, and I would love to compete sometime next year in classic physique. I'm 5'7 and floating around in the low 190 pounds. I just want your opinion on my physique and if I have potentially decent genetics for this. Below are a few photos, thank you so much. P.S. I'm getting Keon to coach me soon. Can't wait to see what he can do for me. You guys have an amazing team, he's a huge inspiration. Awesome. Um, sorry, I got distracted, but he looks good. He How old is know? he? Uh, he's 19, he'll oh, be wow. 20 in October. Yeah, good size. Good back, small waist. He wants to know if he has uh, genetics good enough to be able to compete in men's physique or um, classic bodybuilding next year. Yeah, I mean, listen, very few people have genetics bad enough to not try competing. You don't know until you go through the process of doing it. There are just certain people, and it's a very small percentage, that have way better genetics than everybody else. And those are the people that turn pro really fast, like Keon. Outside of that, it's a lot of work and a lot of time. And most of the guys that I know, this is not to discourage anybody, but most of the guys that I know, they're trying a lot of times before they finally like make it, you know? Um, and you're 19, so you got a lot got of times a lot of way to, to try. Go. I mean, like, if you look at Billy, for instance, he finally had like some good success this year and he is what, 30 years old? Yep. And he's, you know, he's had ups and downs of course over the years, but he's been bodybuilding for a long ass time. You know, he hasn't got it all together the right way until recently. So if you're 19 and you start right now, then you're, you get, you're ahead of the game for sure. But you really won't know until you go through it. But looking at the kid's genetics, he looks pretty damn good for 19. Yeah, so. genetics do look good. Yep. All right. Oh, uh, no. Uh, no. All right. This next one says, hello, muscle gurus. I just discovered the podcast and enjoy listening to it. You cover a lot of topics that used to be on bodybuilding.com forums back in the day before the moderators went nuts. Hmm. I feel like I have a simple question, but the story, history behind it is a little long. So here it goes. All right. It's not too bad. 
Compared to many people, I am blessed, but I have had some bad luck in the health department. At age 19, I had my gallbladder removed, and then at 20, I found out that I had a condition called... I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. Okay. Due to a break in the L5 vertebrae that I was born with, the doctor said I would need a spinal fusion, but due to all the negative information out there, I opted to do PT as long as I could. However, the link between the 5L S1 vertebrae got progressively worse, leading to hypogondinism and severe sciatica. Was it spina bifida by any chance? Spondylolysis thesis. Okay. Something. Uh, Weird things happen when uh, bones and the vertebrae break at young ages. Anyway, keep keep going. Um, At 25, I finally opted to have the surgery. Yeah. Sidebar, people suck and no one understood why I needed the surgery because the average person thinks if you break your back, you should be in a wheelchair. But I was too embarrassed to run around saying the real reason. Yep. Anyhow, they had to do the surgery through the posterior to avoid damaging the nerves Mm -hmm. and my man parts making it worse. They cut through the spinal erectors and the surgery is a bitch to get over. I rehabbed like crazy. I did my first powerlifting meet six months later with a measly 600 pound total. Fast forward three years later and my total is at 850. 275 bench, 250 deadlift, 325 squat. However, I've been stuck there for over a year. My powerlifting gym bros advised me to gain weight to increase strength, but that didn't work. So now I'm just fat and not any stronger. (laughs) I told some YouTube trollamites that I would make another video when I hit 1200, but can't seem to hit it. I had a great orthopedic surgeon. The fusion is fully formed and he signed off on my powerlifting adventures. Started the diet this week. I look like crap. I want to take something that will make me look that will make me stronger while I cut. But due to the huge ordeal I went through to get everything working down there, I'm not going the pro hormone route. What products would you recommend for someone in my shoes? And how does the removal of my gallbladder affect my ability to build muscle and process supplements? Thanks in advance. Also, because the internet is filled with trolls, here are some links to my surgery videos to prove this is a legitimate request. Um, I understand his plight. There's a lot of things that worked against him. I will say that I understand psychologically the desire to prove these people wrong in powerlifting, but I will also tell you from what I feel is an expert opinion, that's why people ask me these questions, that powerlifting is not good for your future and for your recovery and for what happened to your back. Uh, in fact, I feel that powerlifting is bad for most completely healthy people. And I'm somebody that did it competitively for a few years. Um, I do think that you can get those numbers up and not have to get fat to do it. That's a myth that gaining weight is going to make you way stronger. As you gain size and muscle and water, you'll get a little bit stronger. But getting fat does not make you stronger. Uh, that's just an excuse to be lazy. Um, so there... Um, There is something that you can do that I guarantee will help you out a lot right away. And it's utilizing formula 19 and glycolog the right way by doing it pre and post workout. So take the glycolog with two scoops of formula 19 train really, really hard. You'll be able to train longer. Um, You'll be able to be, I think more energized, better pumped. You'll feel really good. And then you do it again afterwards for the recovery aspect of it. Telling you I've, I've talked to guys that no exaggeration have put on 10 pounds in a month of quality by doing that and said how much it dramatically affected them. That's like the bookend perfect way to optimize what you're getting out of the gym. And it's really, really good for 
everybody, but for like crossfitters or powerlifters that are putting a lot of like time in the gym. Cause most bodybuilders, you should just train in 45 minutes and be done. But some of these like crazy, like powerlifting strongman workouts where you're doing like all this shit and sitting around for a while, you know, your energy levels deplete. So it'll help you a lot. Um, your diet is always the key to everything, no matter what. So the supplements, I, I would suggest you should probably just stay away from the pro hormones too, if you're that concerned about it. If you're competing in a natural um, powerlifting federation, then I don't even think that the pro hormones are okay. Um, if you're not competing in a natural federation, then you understand that you're going into a fucking gunfight with a knife. Um, and then as far as the gallbladder goes, George Farah is a professional bodybuilder that competed with no gallbladder, and he did pretty well. And there's other guys that have do it do it well. Your gallbladder is going to regulate a lot of the fats, so you have to eat less fats for sure, a lot less fats. Um, but um, something like glycolog actually will benefit you even more with the gallbladder condition, and um, you should be able to be a great bodybuilder. Well. <clears throat> I uh, there there's a link to his surgery videos and stuff, but I, I wanted to say that it sucks, man, that we live in a world today where you feel the need that you have to send us a video of your surgery to feel like we won't think that you're lying. Like, yeah, that's fucked. That's that's fucking social media. That's the world today. <laughs> all right, all right. Mm. Jesus. All right, September twenty seventh. If you could add another ingredient to any Blackstone product that isn't exactly legal, what ingredient would it be and what product would you add the ingredient to? There's so many ways that I can answer that. Um, what are we like that isn't exactly legal? So are we talking about illegal or are we talking about in between? Yeah, he's saying if you could add another ingredient to any Blackstone product that is illegal, I would assume. I mean, <laughs> um, you know, for the risk of like not having anything weird happen to anybody, I would say Anavar. Yeah, add Anavar to everything. People are going to be pretty happy. That's a, that's a pretty safe bet. Yeah. People are going to be pretty happy, male or female. I thought you were going to go another direction with that. Uh, I mean, there's the Kratom route. Nope. There's the CBD route. Nope. There's the uh, testosterone route. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to go with something you would put in anesthetized. <laughs> yep, that would be. Uh, I was like, that. Was a good that would idea. be a good. Uh, that would be a good. A good route, also. <laughs> might not. Might not be too far off there. <laughs> Maybe like really, really micro doses of MDMA, just enough to make you feel really happy on everything. Oh man. Man, people just know that this is like the place where we're going to read the emails. So they just send so much spam here now. Yeah, of course. Oh, my God. This one says, uh, 
It's from a Legion member B, uh, B Milner 0718. Yep. Uh, he says, I can't remember who you recommend for Kratom. Can you please send me the link? OPMS. OPMS. And then you're going to make a post later about the other one. that. We yeah, that, those guys were good. Mm -hmm. So look out for that. OPMS is the one we like. All right. This is the last one. It says, hi, PJ and Josh. I've been listening to your podcast for the last two months and I'm finally caught up. I enjoy listening to them in the car, during cardio and during my lifts. Many of the topics pique my interest and my mind and I love to hear you and Josh. I'd love to hear you and Josh talk between all the knowledge shared raw content and the laughs. The podcast keeps me completely engaged and entertained to get my question out. I know you are pro SARMs and you have heard and have heard you say good things about Austrian in a few of your podcasts. I also know that you've had Dr. Tony huge guest star on the podcast and he seems to be a huge proponent of SARM usage. I have been looking into running either Austrian or LGD 4033 and I can find all the information I need on dosing and how long to run a cycle, but I'm struggling to find a trustworthy source to order from. I do research products. I do research on websites that I can find, but there always seems to be someone saying the products are bogus because SARMs are still marketed as research chemicals and unregulated. I'm extremely cautious with where I'm going to order from to avoid any fake products that could cause harm to myself. I was wondering if you could recommend a source to order SARMs from or for you could reach out to Dr. Tony Huge to see if he has a trusted source. Thank you for your time and information you share with all your listeners regards. And I'm sure you can, if, if you're already watching this podcast, yep. you know the answer to this because we answer this in the yeah. beginning. Yeah, and, and anyone that messaged Tony Huge, he said to go to Swisscom. Truth, and that was our last one. Um, so send us more questions, guys. We need more questions. Yeah, not a lot. Um, I rambled a lot though, so we gave you guys a lot of info. We gave you a lot of extra info. Yeah, and um, if you're not, a legitimate question don't don't send us spam to this email i hate you guys i don't want your what what specific spam are they are they uh like ask just asking us to like use their services for our website and like they want to like it's a, come on um you know what this is tricky you know i what got a lot is. of a lot of spam in my um other box yeah on instagram yeah um a lot um, but there's some good stuff in there too. I try to go in there as, as much, as much as I can. Like my regular box is insane. Um, the, I'll tell you the spam that I hate the most though, that I get. Click here for my new picks. I hate those. I got a lot of those. I hate it. I really hate the, um, interested in getting more followers. Oh, stop fucking whoever those are coming from. Stop. I get so much of those. And the people that are asking if you want more followers, they never have anything impressive no. on their page. Yeah. I'm like, why should I pay you to help me get followers? You only have like a thousand. Or like, it's quite obvious you have a million followers and you have one photo. Yeah, it's just very, very strange. I don't understand whose marketing tactics this is. That it, It's so widespread, it has to be working for somebody. I know, but it's it's... I feel like you can get away with like scamming people like that for a little while before you got to probably start a new profile, a new fake company right. and start it again. Yeah. I mean, I have never met anyone that was like, Hey, I started using this service and I just got so many fucking followers out of it. And it, and it like helped my business dramatically. Not a single one. Nope. I, I think that's a, like a major scam. There are some of these girls that who their followings have like blown up, but what usually happens is this is the way. This is actually a factual way. 
that the algorithm works to benefit these people. Um, so what a lot of these girls do, oops, and you've, you've probably seen them do this, is a lot of these big time girls that have two million, three million, over a million followers, have you noticed that they know each other, quote unquote, and they write on each other's pictures? Yeah. That is basically tricking the algorithm to keep them on the on the the popular page more and to get all these other people seeing them on that page more because the algorithm bases a lot of the things on total followers but you have to actually comment that's why they'll write like looking good boo like dumbass shit mm -hmm. like that and they all do the same fucking shit though mm -hmm. and so there's somebody that i think is behind like managing a lot of that because i've talked to people that are like yo my Friend's friend manages a bunch of big time people on um, Instagram and they all, they kind of agree like, hey, I'm going to fucking talk about you today. I'm going to write on your fucking picture today type shit. But they also post pretty much the same shit. One of them, and you guys will see this one, and I'm not talking fucking shit about all the girls that do this, but I kind of am. So that one of the things that you'll see them doing, and if you see them doing the story this. Story shout outs. That is a very go follow my friend but there's 17 a, yeah of there's these 17 girls. of them so that's a very generic basic one the new one now she lives in thailand You're this in is the one that they're doing on instagram but it's it's and they're linking it to youtube this is the huge one now try on hauls i fucking can't stand seeing those and all the girls with big followings are doing it and their pages are all very similar so what they do is basically i what i assume is that a company gives them a bunch of free shit right and they do a video of themselves trying it all on and then talking about how it fits and it's good and it passes like the squat test in the gym and all this dumb shit. So like a girl will get like a, like seven outfits from some like apparel company. Mm -hmm. And it, it's literally called try, in, try on haul. Like if you go and type in, you'll see all of generic same videos and they go to YouTube, they'll bring it to YouTube where there'll be like a, you know, five, seven minute video on them breaking down their exact opinions on now some of the girls that are really like legit they'll be like i give this a seven out of ten you know they're not like sucking its dick really really hard right. but it's like dude you're all doing these try on hauls and calling them try on hauls like come on you know but they're not going to be an originator and be like you know what i'm going to call this something different because then it screws them up with getting searched the right way and right they don't get any views nope so all that shit is, well, is like lame. To I, me. I started noticing the commenting thing years ago and not from hot girls. I can tell you where they figured that out from is from the motherfucking king. Be real. Be real. Be real. From Cypress Hill. Um, I don't know about what he was doing. So go to like any of the top Instagram pages, uh -huh. National Geographic, those kinds of pages mm -hmm. were like, Anybody can be interested in what National Geographic of course. posts, right? They've got hundreds of millions of followers. He does not let a single post go by without commenting. Smart. But he doesn't comment a lot. He'll just leave one emoji. Yeah. that's Dude, that works though. And you know what? Go to any of those posts in the previewed comments. He is always there with his one little emoji on every major Instagram Smart. account. And I noticed this years ago. Yeah. And then I started seeing the girls doing it, but girls are so unoriginal. They just have to say the same things back and yes. forth to each other. Like, oh, you're so hot. Blah, blah, mm -hmm. my babe, blah, 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 blah. They're all that. friends, these hot girls. So Give me a break. The, my favorite part is like when I see other girls like 
trying to do it. And it's like, you just said you didn't like that girl. Like, but the Instagram algorithm is like too irresistible for you to just be real. Like, yeah, <laughs> you do. I don't get it. Like, you know, I mean, look, there's a part of me that's like always been interested in like, let me try all these things out and see, see what works, what works. Yeah. But then there's a part of me that's like, eh, I'm doing pretty, pretty good with everything that I'm doing. Let's just fucking keep it real. Let's just not say. give a fuck. You know, <laughs> um, I do think though that this is going to be my closing statement. I do think that people have gotten really, really, really carried away in the value that they see in certain individuals that have massive social media followings because we always meet them and many of them are broke. Not all of them. Many of them are broke and many of them are like beyond regular. They're actually sub average. Yes. Like, like far sub average. Mm -hmm. Like you go on Instagram and you look at these people and you compare yourself to them and you think that your life is so much shittier because you look at these individuals and you see what they post and you see how they look Yep. and their life fucking sucks. Yeah. Their lives fucking suck. They drive like a fucking 92 Accord. They fucking hate their life, but their Instagram is popping. Mm -hmm. I want to give a shout out to uh, Tana Ashley, who was an OG with Prime Nutrition and... Blackstone years ago. She's been gone for like four years. Um, and she was the most uh, lucrative coupon code earner we ever had. And true story, um, you can ask her, she'll tell you this too. I was writing her checks for four or $5,000 every month. That's how fucking crazy her coupon code was. And I told her straight up, she asked me one day, um, she wanted to do her own thing. And I was like, you really should. And she launched a CBD line way before everybody else was. And she's just a smart girl and she's killed it, right? So she recently was like, hey, what is uh, Cobra now? Because I love that one, but I see don't have it anymore. And I was like, Cobra 6P, Cobra Extreme. She's like, I don't remember, but she's like, you know, she had a baby and she's like, that was the best fat burner. So I sent her one of each of our fat burners. And this is a girl that's got many million followers, very, very successful businesses, right? And she was like, I got everything, thank you so much. Um, is there a code that I can post or put into all my um, clients' programs so they can go and get it? And I was like, first of all, that's not why I sent it to you. You're just my friend and I, I appreciate you all those all these years. Thank you very, very much for offering that. And she was like, no, I wanna help out and the products are good. So the reason that I'm bringing this up is I have, can't even fucking count as high as the amount of girls that have pretty big followings that will not post unless they're getting something like monetary out of it, right? And, and most of the girls, those girls, I'm like, fuck you. Um, where this is somebody that's way more valuable than all those girls, has all her own shit going, but because she's nice and a good person and gets knows how the world works the way the world works is like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna thank you for for doing something nice because i when i when i send out a lot of shit right i never expect shit anymore and you really can't no i <laughs> get this point we've learned that lesson but what i have what i can i can say accurately is most people with small followings will do a story of themselves getting it do wall posts, 
fucking post about that shit like crazy and they're excited and they're like, thank you. And most people that have big followings, I will eventually be like, hey, did you get the stuff that I sent? And they'll be like, yes, thank you. And that's it. No post, no nothing. And I and, and like I said, like I don't even send it out for that reason. A lot of times I just want to see what they'll do. Um, but most of those people that are not doing that, they're really not valuable. And they're holding on to some fucking pipe dream of themselves getting paid $1,000 for a post or $500 for a post. We, uh, uh, by the way, we, we tried something like that. It backfired on us very bad. And I love this girl. She's hot as fuck. Britannia 187. I don't remember oh, when I did that. Man. I, I uh, at the time, I don't know what her rates are now, but I paid her X amount of dollars to do a dust post, right? Just because I was curious. Also because she's very hot and I wanted to talk to her. Husband's a cool ass guy. Worked out the whole thing. And they were, they did it right on time when they said they would. And they did like a, um, uh, Instagram post that stayed up for 24 hours, a Facebook post that stayed up lifetime, and a Snapchat post that, as you know, disappears in 24 hours. And they actually sent me preview pictures, which they're all really hot. It was like her naked with like the dust covering her like naked parts. And I was like, I don't know. Any of those are good. The sluttier, the better, I guess. Let's just see what Let's happens. Use them all. <laughs> and they did it. And we at just barely didn't break even. Mm. And so I told them, I was like, I really appreciate it. This didn't seem to work. Maybe we'll try it again another time. But it's awesome that you guys get that value from people all the time. Keep doing it. Keep doing the thing. I think you guys are great to work with, but I'm I'm not going to invest in that again just because it didn't. And I also got a lot of negative comments on it that I had to delete of people being like, oh, you're fucking paying porn stars now and this and that, which we do a lot of things with porn stars just because I like porn. We like porn. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with liking porn. Yeah. If you're going to sit here and say you don't watch porn, you're a fucking liar. You are a huge liar. Yeah. We can do a whole podcast on that too, you fucking liars. I'm sure you don't jack off either. <laughs> fucking liar. I, I, um, I, I uh, think that the people that are the most quiet about it are usually the weirdest. Yeah, they're definitely into like peanut butter fetishes and shit. <laughs> That's why. Do a lot of people ask you, we're going to keep rambling and I got to go, but do a lot of people ask you what you watch on Pornhub? No. A lot of people ask me and I always give them a generic answer because I don't really want them to know. <laughs> well, it's a good thing they don't ask me. I'm like milfs and big tits. Yeah. Safe answers. Boom, done. I don't want to be like, yo, today I watched a bunch of girls getting pissed on drinking it, seeing who's actually drinking it and who's just getting peed on. Um, <laughs> you know who's like the baddest, raunchiest, dirtiest girl in porn? Brat Nasty is her Instagram. Um, she has the Russian name. Uh, she's very pretty. Hmm. Dark haired girl. That girl will do. I saw her take three dicks in her ass the other day. Um, See, my thing about those is like, how much are you paying this dude to rub his dick next to other two dicks in one asshole? I don't think I would be able to do it. How much you get? You got to pay him something. There's no way. Adriana like, Chechik. Oh, if I you've like never her. watched her, she's folks, fuck. watch her. That girl is a fucking she's machine. A nasty. Fucking I watched brother. her uh, drinking piss. Yeah. I just was like watched a bunch of her shit. See what she does. I watched her doing three dicks in the butt, which is very impressive. Two dicks in the butt is impressive. Yeah. Three is mind blowing. And seeing seeing how they did that, also the positioning of it. I was gonna say the dudes are all rubbing on top of it's each other. Crazy. Like you gotta be holding the other dude's foot or something. And um, also, she squirts like nuts. Yeah. 
Um, very beautiful face. Uh, small boobs for those of you guys that like the natural boobs. Good body, you know, just very beautiful. But that girl, either she's the best actor ever or she really, really enjoys doing all that dirty ass shit. There's and you can't teach that kind of I don't thing. think so. And, and and I fucking will two thumbs up her for that. You can't teach that. That's that's internal. Uh, so if, if you want something new to watch, I don't know how we got into this on, on Pornhub and you've never watched her, that girl's fucking awesome. If you've ever been on Pornhub and you haven't watched her, I'm disappointed in you. Because like she's like one of the better ones. Uh, we met, well, we didn't meet her. We saw her at Exotica. Pretty sure David saw her too. And she's very pretty in real life. That's awesome. She's not one of these girls that's like all like makeup and fake and everything else. She actually like really really pretty in real life yeah because i'll tell you straight up we meet a lot of you fucking girls that in person do not look like 640 likes in six minutes you don't look like that sorry nope actually 99 percent of you do not it's and cool the ones that do i'm all I'm, I'm usually like holy shit you look like your instagram and like shock but it's, it's funny because anytime you go to say that, it's almost like an insult. It is. It totally is. <laughs> so yeah. like you want it to be a really good thing. Yep. But then you realize as it's coming out of your mouth, you're like, man, I sound like a dick. Dude, but you know what? I feel bad in a way for these girls that fucking no, I don't. do this shit. I'm kidding. I don't even know. I don't know any guys that do that. Do you? Well, we saw the Kai Green thing the other day. That was weird. For those of you who... No, I've definitely seen... Want to know what we're talking about? There's a strangely photoshopped Kai Green picture. I've seen a couple of dudes in the Legion. Have you? That I'm like, man, that fucking door frame behind you looks awfully wobbly. <laughs> the girls, they put makeup on their faces. They tan their... They, they change the skin tone. They smooth everything out. It's fucking crazy to go through all that for your picture on Instagram. Yeah. It's I mean, nuts. like... Honestly, I, I don't blame them. I understand it. I get it. But at the same time, like... If you're fucking leaving wobbly lines on the wall behind you to make your butt look bigger, just fucking get better at giving blowjobs or something. <laughs> Come yeah, on. seriously. Come on. Like you're putting in a lot of work for something that you could just put in work somewhere else and get the same results. We got, we got, I got wrecked over one the other day. And the crazy thing is the girl's a pro doesn't need to do that Kai Green doesn't need probably feels like psychologically like oh if I don't look fucking ridiculous all the time my value is down uh, I've told some of the girls over the years like hey stop doing that but a lot of them are, will, they're, they're gonna be like fuck you there, I'll never forget the one girl that joined the Legion and like I think she was I think she lives in a foreign country and like at first we didn't really see nothing of it. And then all of a sudden people started like sending DMS to, to me and you like, why do you have this girl on your team that is making her legs four times the size of what they actually are on Instagram? <laughs> we were like, Oh yeah. man, I didn't see that. Yep. <laughs> it was so funny. You know, she's chilled out. Yes. <laughs> she's chilled she out. has, but like, I don't look hard enough for that. No, I'm, I just, I scroll so quick. Me too. So the people that get so mad at it, I'm like, fucking find something better to do. Well, it's almost like caring if somebody has a typo in their caption. It's like, you can't just put that word in there in your brain and keep it moving. But like, do you, do you really think like, this is what, so this is the, the entertainment and marketing of today's age is like, you know, Instagram, right? Yeah. But don't you think like when you look at all those playboys that those girls look anything fucking like that in real life? Cause they don't, they all had pimples on their ass. And yeah. They had fuck, all that shit got taken off by Photoshop. Do you think their vaginas all are just a line like yeah. that? No one has labia outside or big clits or anything weird. Come on. There's never any stubble or fucking. I actually will say that some of the playboy chicks that I've met over the years 
we're way worse in real life than the Instagram group chicks. Well, I mean, they and the Instagram chicks are trying to get to that Playboy. They don't, they don't, <laughs> they don't need to live up to that shit as much. <laughs> if, it's, if you're not coming to the Playboy Mansion, how are you going to see him? <laughs> um, shout out to uh, Queen Rem. She eventually did Playboy, didn't she? I don't know. Pretty sure. Shout out to Zoe. Zoe was a Playboy bunny. Yep. Uh, both of them are hot in real life, too. Yes. Um, but they will both also say, like, there's no way they wouldn't say, like, oh, yeah, they airbrushed the fuck out of these pictures. Yeah. And that's a professional photographer doing all of that. So now you got the regular girls doing it. Probably not going to do it as good as these professionals in the magazines that we're already doing it anyway. Is it really that necessary to call these people out? I guess it depends on how uh, secure you are with yourself at the time when you see the picture. If you if you feel like you're you know doing pretty well in life, you'll probably just keep it sloop, keep it swiping. But if uh, you know you're feeling a little insecure and you feel like you know you need a little bit extra clout, a little extra attention this week, you might be like, hey, well your boobs aren't really that big. It's, it's like it's first of all, it's mean, but there's no like benefit to it because all for like somebody like me and most other companies, I think when you write that on there, you're either getting your comment deleted or your page blocked. So you succeeded in that if that's what you wanted to get. Well, it's also, it's kind of like the same mentality of the dudes that like slide in the girl's DM and they're like, hey, sexy, you want to go out on a date? And they don't respond to it. And then like two weeks later, they get another one that's like, oh, you don't respond to nice guys. And then they don't respond to it. And then like two weeks later, they get, fuck you, you dirty slut. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same dude. You know what I mean? Like, Dude, uh, this just reminded me. I meant to tell you this the other day. I need to get a kick out of this. So this guy, I'm not going to say his name because as you know, I never care about this shit. And I probably should a little bit. Uh, but this dude was uh, hitting Marissa up with the old um, fire sign oh. on all her stories and her DMs, and oh. and and uh, she was like, "Do you know this guy?" And I mean, he's in Legion. <laughs> I told her this is the way as a man. This is very important, and and I think most of you guys know this. If you do want to get mad at somebody, I never do, but this is what you do. So if the fire sign is like a generic, like let me see if this girl's gonna say something back. I think many of us have done the old fire sign to the story over the years. I send 400 fire signs a day minimum. <laughs> minimum. It's like uh, it's like throwing you know your reel out. See what's going to bite. So what you do, guys, this is how you can determine whether or not you want to get mad, is you go to that guy's page, you, on your page, you go to that page and you just look. It's a very simple thing to do. Is that guy following you or waiting for you to follow you back or is he not? Because I promise you he knows that's your girlfriend. So if he is not, that means he's just straight going to your girl and that is some scandalous shit. At least be following along with you and fucking keep it all fucking even. That's a, that's a great point. That's a great point. So I, I often, sometimes she'll like show me that and I'll like, let me see the guy's page and I'll be like, ah, fuck. He's waiting for me to follow him back. Maybe, maybe he wants to be in the Legion. He's a fan of me and you. You're like, fuck it. I'll follow him now and then we'll see if he sends any more. But I love when the fitnessy Spanish guys, by the way, are sending her little fire emojis and shit and I look at their page and they're not following me and I'm like, I know that motherfucker knows who I am. I know you see me. I know you know who I am. Fabio. <laughs> That's good for me. All right. Well, I mean, <laughs> we've uh, we've covered a lot here. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed the catch-up episode of Ask PJ Braun here at the Blackstone Labs headquarters desk of Colonel Fiola. Mm -hmm. Send us in some more questions. We're going to end this thing like we always do with a peace out. Bye.